Welcome to the sermon webcast of Good News Lutheran Church of Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. The following sermon was preached on November 8, 2015 by guest preacher Nathan Strutz on the basis of Daniel 12, verses 1 through 3. You think you've got it bad? Think about Daniel. When he was a young man, probably a teenager, his nation was conquered and he was carried into captivity a thousand miles from home. But Daniel didn't despair. He held on to his faith in the true God, and Daniel was actually promoted to a very high position in the government of this foreign country. Partly because he held to his faith in the true God. Do you think that our country is just going as far away from God as you can possibly imagine? Well, think about Daniel. While he was in this prominent position in the kingdom, the other advisors in the government wanted to take Daniel down. And they realized the only way they could do it was if it had something to do with his faith in God. So they convinced the king to pass a law that for 30 days you could not pray to any god. You could only pray to the king. And the punishment be thrown into a den of hungry lions. Hmm. Daniel continued to pray to God. Daniel was thrown into the lion's den, but God sent his angels to clothe the mouths of the lions, and Daniel was delivered. In fact, Daniel's courage and his conviction and faith in the true God garnered respect for God in that entire kingdom. So if you think you've got it bad, remember Daniel and how he was delivered. If you think our country's going bad, remember Daniel and how he was delivered. In fact, remember you have already been delivered from your sin because Jesus died on the cross. Right now, you are delivered. Jesus has you wrapped in his arms as one of his baptized children. And remember, you will be delivered for perfect and everlasting life. You will be delivered. Just like for Daniel, God sends his angels to protect us. Here in this part of the book of Daniel, he mentions Michael. It's called one of the chief angels, the great prince. It says he will arise. And the idea is that Michael stands at attention, guarding and protecting God's people. Michael's not fallen asleep on the job or even taken a rest or a nap or even sitting down. He stands at attention. There was an episode of the television show Seinfeld where a George walked into a store and saw a security guard who was just standing there all day long. And George says, man, you must be uncomfortable just having to stand. Wouldn't you like a chair to sit down? And the gentleman says, well, I suppose if they gave me a chair, I'd take it. George finagled. He brought in a chair. The next scene you see, the security guard is sitting down, falling asleep, and the store gets robbed. That's not what Michael is doing. He doesn't sit down. He doesn't take a break. He's not taking a nap. He's constantly watching over God's people. And good thing, because we need it. Daniel says a time will arise of terrible distress. Distress is a strong word. It means more than just trouble. It means 
difficulty, being pressed in from every side. And Daniel says, it's going to get worse. The distress will double, and the tribulation will triple. There will be a time at the end of the world where it will get far worse than it ever has. So if you think it's bad now, cheer up. It's going to get worse. You think it was bad when it was against the law to pray to any god other than the king? It's going to get worse. You know there was a time in the Bible where there were two cities named Sodom and Gomorrah so wicked that God rained down fire and burning sulfur from heaven to destroy these cities. And it's going to get worse. There was a time in the world when things were so awfully wicked, God sent a worldwide flood to wipe out the entire population except for eight people. And Daniel says, it's going to get worse. And so how easily don't we just give in to the trouble? Well, everybody's doing it. It can't be that bad. Don't need to make a list. You know what that is for you. And God, if you are so great, why are you letting this happen? God, if I am one of your children, why am I in so much trouble? God, it seems like you've forgotten us and forsaken us, and we just don't matter to you. Well, you know, for sinful thoughts like that, God ought to forsake us. But he doesn't. God sent Jesus to deliver us. And you will be delivered. God proved that in the past. He delivered us from our worst problem, our sin, when he died on the cross. And all of those times that we thought that God forgot us, they're nailed to that cross, forgiven and forgotten. Jesus rose from the dead to prove it. He rose to prove that your graves will be empty, that we really do have encouraging words. Jesus is risen. You ever think God's forgotten about you? All you got to do is look at that precious font of baptism where Jesus wrapped his arms around you and said, you are mine. I'm never letting go. So yes, because we were delivered in the past when Jesus died, because you are delivered now in baptism, you will be delivered in the future. You will be rescued from this trouble and this distress. You know, even those terrible accounts of the Bible that I mentioned, they all had a happy ending for God's people. Those two cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, when they were destroyed, God sent an angel to rescue a believing man named Lot. That angel literally grabbed him by the hand, delivered him from the city. He was spared that destruction. Even when that worldwide flood came, God had a man named Noah build an enormous boat to save Noah and his family and the animals on the earth. God knows how to rescue his people. God makes sure that his believers will be delivered. I know when we see this word, um, those people, it's easy to think of people as just somebody, anybody. But this word people, more often than not, when it's used in the Old Testament, has the idea of God's people, of believers. 
Notice that it's the nations that will suffer in the tribulation, but God's people will be delivered. And how do we know? Because God's people are the ones whose names are written in the book. This is God's book of everlasting life. God wrote your name in that book in baptism. He wrote it in the blood of his own son. He is never going to erase that name. God will never take your name out of his book. He wrote it down. It's there forever and ever. You will be delivered because you're one of God's people. Your name is written in the book. And so you will rise to everlasting life. Everlasting life. Pretty cool phrase, huh? It's the only time it's used in the Old Testament. And it talks about the everlasting, eternal, perfect life that you will have in heaven. What would a perfect life be like? No sadness, no suffering, no sickness, no pain. Personally, I, I think that we don't think about everlasting life enough. And we don't think about heaven nearly often enough, right? We get so wrapped up in the daily life of work, sleep, repeat, we hardly ever take time to think about why is it worth it? What really matters? You'll be delivered for everlasting life. You will be with Jesus forever. And it will be perfect. And that's why it's worth it to endure the distress. Why it's worth it to go through the trouble and the tribulation. Because you will be delivered for everlasting life. Well, at least some will be. Because multitudes will rise, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. We've got to say something now. It's not going to be real popular or maybe a whole lot of fun, but it's the truth. Not everyone goes to heaven. Some people will suffer shame and everlasting contempt. Hell is real, and real people will go there. I mean, honestly, let's face it. If there's no hell, you're wasting your Sunday morning here. Because if you're going to go to heaven anyway, Why bother listening to God's word? Why bother reading your Bible? Why bother being a follower of Jesus? Why bother? Because you will shine like stars forever and ever. And you will get the privilege to lead many to righteousness. Okay, righteousness is being right with God. And God has only told us of one way to be right with him. And that is through faith in Jesus. And that's why you bother reading your Bible to keep that faith in Jesus strong. It's why you bother coming here on Sunday morning so that you can hold on to that faith in Jesus and not let it go. And not only do you get to hold on to it for yourself, but you get to lead others to righteousness. Now, I know maybe when you heard that phrase, those who lead many to righteousness, you thought, well, that's pastor's job, right? He does that. Or maybe the Sunday school teachers do some of that too, but you know, not me. Every believer gets to lead people to righteousness. Every Christian is one of God's triumphant saints. You know, 
maybe don't think about leading many to righteousness. Maybe just think about one. Who's that friend you know who needs to hear about Jesus? You know, it's just a few weeks ago, I went to a coffee shop to meet with one of our members and a friend of hers, a co-worker, she'd been talking to, telling about Jesus. Um, this co-worker, a man in his 30s, not yet baptized. He got the chance to sit down, and now he is, by God's grace. See, she did the hard work, led him to righteousness, told him about Jesus. I just got to do the fun stuff, baptize him, teach him God's word. Whom can you lead to righteousness? To whom can you be like that star that will shine forever and ever? Right? Earthly stars don't last very long at all, do they? Britney Spears? Oh, ten years ago, she was big stuff. Do any of the kids even know who Britney Spears is? Justin Bieber? Oh, man. He made hearts go pitter-pat. In 30 years, will anyone even care who Justin Bieber ever was? What about one of the biggest stars of them all, Bart Starr? I'm guessing if you're under 40 years old, you probably don't even know who Bart Starr is. Because these earthly stars fade away. But believers shine like stars forever and ever. You are not just an earthly star. You are one of God's heavenly stars that gets to shine forever and ever for perfect and eternal and everlasting life. So what's really worth living for? Is it worth trying to live for being an earthly star that will fade away like Brittany and Justin and Bart? Or is it worth living for being an eternal star, for everlasting life, for following Jesus? Remember, like Daniel, no matter how bad it gets, you will be delivered. No matter how terrible the trouble, you will be delivered. No matter what the distress, you will be delivered, you will be delivered for perfect and everlasting life. Amen. For more information about Good News Lutheran Church, visit www.goodnewslc.org.